Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today I have Cornelius Kirk here with me, fellow Raleigh resident. Um, just show me the town. Well, not quite yet because of COVID, but <laughs> Cornelius, thanks so much for coming on, man. I'm excited to have this conversation. Ben, I'm equally excited, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I always kind of like to start these by um, saying how I, I I came across you, how we got connected. And so my wife and I moved to Raleigh in August of last year, 2020. And we were really excited to find this this uh, smoothie shop, Raleigh Raw, and uh, the this really cool thing that they were doing called Conscious Conversations. And just really cool, uh, Sharif, the, the leader of that, just a little bit of shout out to, to him and to, to, to Raw You. It's a really awesome initiative here. And uh, Cornelius and I were just talking about before we started recording here that uh, I'm really bummed that I haven't been able to experience it in person yet, but hopefully that's on the horizon. <laughs> but uh, Cornelius, you and I came into contact. I started like from there, um, I started following you on Instagram and I just really just have resonated with your messaging. And for me, uh, it's, it's not only, you know, I think there's, there's a big space of, um, kind of positive thinking and being positive. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that, but to me, your messaging goes even a little level deeper than that. And it feels it's just very rooted in kindness and compassion and empathy for others. And that's a message that I just, you know, couldn't be more on board with. And so I've just been really drawn to you and your messaging. And uh, so, so first and foremost, thank you for that. And thank you for, for showing up like that. You know, the world needs more people like you just as this podcast is, is titled, um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm curious to hear, uh, you know, what that's all about, how you came to, to that place and just a little bit about your story. Like, how did you, how did you get here? Sure. I, you know, you, you said it a little bit earlier, you said it messy and I got here, but it, 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 it was messy. <laughs> you know, I, I am, I am thankful, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I, I, I'm not going to say I figured this thing out, but I think I got, I got some, some answers some things that I think life life was asking me. And 
it, it came through questions. You know, I think a lot of times, Ben, we, we, we search for the, for the answers, but they never come unless we ask the right questions. And then I just started asking myself, myself, more questions. Um, born and raised in Michigan, we talked earlier about the weather and upbringing <laughs> was, um, I had a good upbringing, but, uh, but I'm going to say this, now that I know better, I didn't know that it could have been better. It could have been different. It should have been mm. different. I think that um, the way I was raised, I was, I was in survival mode my whole life. And I think that that lends to something different when you become an adult. And so that lends to where I am today. I'm looking back, thankful, grateful, but also knowing there's more and wanting to shine that light for other people who, who may not have figured it out yet. So. Cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm curious. So because this is so different, you know, for many, but what did survival mode look like to you? Sure. Um, survival mode looks like if we're created to have two parents and one's not there, you're talking 50% not there. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like driving a car with no steering wheel. Probably going to crash, you know? Mm-hmm. Those little things like that, like, and, and you get over it, you deal with it, but there's still always something that says, hey, why wasn't I enough? Why does my life look like this when the 10 other kids around me, it looks different? And so those kind of experiences throughout your childhood, and not to complain, my mom, amazing mom, shout out to my mom. You know, she did the best she could, but that's what she did, the best she could. There's a difference between the best you can and now actually being able to be a parent like you're supposed to be. And she was in survival mode also. So that shows up differently in the world. Yeah, no, I I totally hear that. And that's that's something that's always really interested me and something that I feel incredibly grateful for is having two parents. <laughs> I mean, truly it's, you know, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's the, you know, the parent just isn't there, whether it's divorce, um, you know, it's something that's so common and, uh, it's like you said, you you can't expect it to be the same thing, right? You you just can't. And, uh, I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that, but, um, you know, the, the vibe that I get from you is also that you know, you're not stuck feeling sorry for yourself about that. And so for you, how has that looked? Because I know for, for many that could end up in a situation of being resentful and angry and, um, you know, all these more negative, um, you know, this package of emotions and and thoughts and feelings, how, how were you able to, um, shift into something that's, that doesn't look like that? Absolutely. So for years, I, I didn't, um, I ran from it. I hid from it. I didn't talk about it. And as a man, you know, a lot of us have been, we've been taught that we can't feel. we got to be strong. And I get that. And we do. However, there's still some other, there's something inside of me. There's a feminine inside of me too. And I know that I'm aware of it now. I wasn't aware of it then, but I wasn't going to let it defeat me. And I had seen people, I think environment's really, impo- really important and exposed. Mm. I had been exposed to some people who had had the same upbringing and came out of it. And so I, in my mind, I just need one example. If there's a mm-hmm. human being on this planet that beat the thing that's beating me, I can beat it too. And that's really the mindset that I shifted way back even before I was in the mindset of being positive. And I was like, yo, if that person did it, I'm doing it too. 
Yeah, that's it's interesting, right? Like how sometimes that's that's all we need is that one, like you said, that's one example and that's all it takes and just shows us that it is possible. And I think that's it for many is uh, that doesn't exist, right? Or, or at least they haven't found it. And, and so that's def- definitely something that um, I believe holds a lot of people down because they don't have anything. They have no context for what could be, right? Right. Right. So when you talk about that, just to, just to, just to go into that a little bit deeper, I decided to, when I was, I don't know if I remember, but I just remember deciding, I'm gonna mm. this, but I'm not going to forget how it felt. Not only am I not going to forget how it felt, Ben, I'm going to go back and I'm going to create a life where someone else who's not breathing can get a breath of, a breath of fresh air from me, like you said, being positive, but me also showing up and being consistent and beating that thing. And so now that's kind of forged this life for me. And it's, it's made it almost like it's who I am now. It's not, I'm not, I'm not practicing it anymore. It's literally who I am at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, really, you know, just props to you for being able to, to step into those shoes and kind of pay it, pay it forward. Right. Like that's what it sounds like to me. And that's a lot of what I've resonated with your messaging and uh, you know, in general, kind of like what this, the, the reason I started this podcast is about too, is, um, is really just being, being a light by being ourselves and not trying to be anything else and not trying to like this podcast is about sharing stories. It's about sharing individuals stories. And I did that because I realized that, you know, I can be a coach and I can help people and I can do this in this way, but I'm missing this big, big chunk, which is you and everybody else that has an incredible short story to share. And, you know, the the way that you're going to show up, and impact somebody because of your story is very, very different than the, the people that I could reach or how I could reach them. And that's, again, the, the reason the podcast is named what it is. The world needs you. The world needs your story. The world needs you to be authentically you. And for so many of us, I, lo- I loved exactly what you said to the way that you said it. I didn't run from it. You know, I didn't, I didn't disown this or, or pretend that it wasn't something that happened or you didn't throw it away. Right. And it, it's part of you and you've accepted that and you're, you're owning that. And I think that's the thing that's really great is like when we can own our stories and, and start to um, own that unapologetically and, and pay that forward in a sense and whatever that way that looks like for us uh, is really powerful. I believe. I, I love how you frame that. Um, yeah, that sounds dope. I love how you frame that. I think about the music business, Ben. A lot of the rappers back in the day, the, the studios would own the masters to all their music, right? And so they'd be working, like they'd be getting a dollar for every $10,000. I don't know the numbers, but something crazy. A lot of them would go broke because they didn't own their music. Mm-hmm. I looked at that and I thought, well, in a way, a lot of us are like that. We don't own our stories. We're letting society or family pressure Mm. own our stories. And I was like, one thing I'm going to know, I'm going to know myself. I'm going to master myself and I'm going to spend as much time as it takes to do that. And then I'm going to answer the second question is, you know, why am I here? Am I here to accumulate stuff? I don't know. Um, Is that really make me full of joy and happiness? Yeah, temporarily. 
So. Yeah, I love the that example of it, and because that it's it does show what the flip side looks like, and that is giving away our power, right? Giving away to to other people, to other things, um, like like because you use both those examples to to society, to making other people happy, or to literal material things, giving that to you know the almighty dollar and 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 sacrificing our our worth and the way we think about ourselves or, or, you know, the way that we show up for in relationships or or for other people, all those things, you know, we can start sacrificing. And with all of this, like, you know, to use your example, it's like we start shelling those dollars out. And at the end of the day, if you look at your, you know, you look at your bank account, you look at what you're getting paid, you got nothing there. And that's, you know, I think that's why we live in a world where there's so much, anxiety and stress and depression and you have all these issues you know and we're talking we're talking the western privileged world here but that's why those things are so prevalent i believe is because you know we give so much away and we you know then we we wonder why we're <laughs> why we're feeling like shit and it's like well <laughs> well put so true man like i was that so in the black culture growing up dude a couple of things you got no girls if you weren't fresh in clothes, if you didn't have gear, the right shoes, you got no girls. And yeah. no girls. So there was this, there was this tug of war at a young age. And mm. My family didn't have the money. So sometimes I do things I shouldn't have done to get it, but I was going to get the clothes and the girl because I wanted the girls. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that narrative doesn't just go away. You know, it doesn't, when you become an adult, the spending habits, why you do what you do, it doesn't go away unless you, unless you check it. Mm. So, I fought that for a lot of years and I've obviously checked it now because the anxiety that it brings when you overspend for, for things that you really don't need, it, it continues to show up until you change it. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that insight there too, uh, just from a cultural perspective, because that, you know, it's, it's things like that, that are, are so important, right. That are a piece of our everyday experience, especially as a, you know, a a formative, uh, a kind of like moldable ball of clay as a child, you know, we pick up on those things and we, we just attach to that. And it so quickly, um, you know, we can start to see, right. The way that we should be doing things, right. The way that the, you know, the, the blueprint for success is, uh, this certain thing. And that, you know, means, a number of different things given the culture, given the um, society at large, given the geographical area, like whatever, you know. And, and so what's interesting to me then is like, you know, family, community, society, like all of those are drivers. Um, so I'm curious for you, like specifically with that example or just in general, I guess, um, where, how was that? messaging like what kind of like at what level um was it was it community is it black culture at large like what just give me a little bit you know there's my ignorance here like help me out <laughs> no it's great um it wasn't a message unfortunately for me mm. i mean that clearly and i think that was why I free fail for so many years was just there was no clarity of hey go do this to be successful mm. make sure you have enough money to take care of your bills you do that however it wasn't go to college it wasn't any of those things that a lot of people, you know, had. And, and so I had to figure it out. Um, 
which is fine. I'm, I'm, I like to explore. However, a roadmap at a young age would be kind of cool, but I'm thankful in a way that I didn't get that because it might have been something that I could have never got rid of. And so I, that's how I'm looking at it in hindsight. And I like that perspective too, because it's interesting, you know, like for me where the the blueprint was very clear, <laughs> it was very cut and dry. Um, it was, you, you go to school, you behave well, you do well, and you get good grades. And then you go to a good college, you get a good job and you're set and you're good. And so I did that. <laughs> I did all those things. And uh, you know, fortunately for me at a young age of, uh, just a couple years out of college, 24, I was just like, uh, shit, like this doesn't actually feel good to me. This doesn't feel aligned with who I am and what I want and what I value and what I care about. And so I had to do a bunch of my own soul searching at that moment and just be like, what, what is it that I want? I did all the right things I did. You know, I, I followed this blueprint that was laid out for me. So what happened? <laughs> like, like what gives, why, why am I not experiencing this feeling of success and this, yeah. this deep happiness and things like that I thought were part of this package. And so, you know, that's kind of where, where my journey has taken me in the, you know, eight years since then. Uh, so it's interesting, right? It's interesting exactly like you're saying, you know, how, and it's not to compare us, our situations at all and say one's better, or one's worse or whatever, but it's just like, they're different. They're, they're different. And, uh, it's, it's interesting how you, you know, you and I can be so different and have such different experiences, but sit here having this conversation being like, Oh man, like I had to figure out some of this stuff for myself and you know, mine was because of this and yours was because of that. Uh, but I, I think it's, you know, it's just very interesting to me how that all kind of plays out. Yeah, I love it. I, I think, um, my mom, I had an amazing mom and she set the framework. I, I don't want to, not act like I didn't know what was right from wrong and those things, but as in a level of success, she couldn't explain it to me because she hadn't experienced it. Right. That's why it's important to surround yourself with people. And I, I couldn't do that at a young age. I can't just go be around whatever I thought successful people were. Most of the people who I thought were that successful in my neighborhood were selling drugs. So mm. I knew it was wrong. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, and, and like that to me kind of comes back to your, the same point you had before was like, okay, I knew I needed these things to, to get the girl, you know, to get girls. And, and again, in that instance, it's like, okay, how I get these things is, well, I can sell drugs. Like I, I can do that thing because that clearly is working. Yes. And at a young age, if you don't have more of that structured, um, you, don't have those people around you to say, Hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Right. Then, you know, like <laughs> you're, you're, you're exactly right. And listen, that support system is very necessary. Right. And so I, and the best part is I would have listened. I was a very obedient person. Still am. I would have listened. They weren't there. Mm -hmm. And so hindsight's great, but like, I'm glad in a way I experienced those, those, those things that I experienced. I think <laughs> I can't say though, cause I don't know what the other side would look like. So. Well, and I think that even just you saying that is 
uh, you know, very self-aware, emotionally mature, whatever, you know, however you want to put that, because I think for a lot of people, it would be, well, yeah, if I knew that, well, then things would be different. And it's like, well, <laughs> you can't, you can't say that you have, you have no idea until you've been in that situation or, or had that thing at your disposal or, or exposed to or whatever. So true. So true. Yeah. I, I want to kind of come back to something you said earlier too, about, um, this, this ability to feel as, as a male and to express feelings. And I'm, that's actually, uh, I didn't even mention it in the intro, but that's one of the big reasons that I really love what you're doing is I'm always very, you know, at least intrigued to begin with before I know more about somebody and their messaging. But, um, you know, specifically as it pertains to social media, I'm always very interested in men who are putting out a message of feel your feelings, be, you know, have an emotional intelligence and be okay with that. Um, so how, like I said, I know you mentioned it before, but how, how did you kind of come to a place of, uh, accepting that and then further embracing that and sharing that? Yeah. So let's go back. Um, I lived with my grandmother for me and my mother did for 15 years. So I was around women all the time. So that, that feminine emotion was the energy that I probably felt most of my childhood. Um, I had males around and I understood what that felt like, but I think it's, it goes back to the environment again. So that was always there. I was still a tough kid. I played football. I did all the man things, but I also always remember, I always felt different about things that I see other, other young men feel about. And I'm like, yo, I don't feel that way. Mm. So I, I'm thankful that I have both sides. I understand both sides because to negate the emotion of how you feel because someone else has told you that's not a gender, gender specific men don't do that. So why do I have these tears in me if I'm not supposed to cry? Mm. Why? They, they were just like, here, put these tears in your body. <laughs> They're there for a reason, man. Mm-hmm. So we, we feel, and um, I hope, I hope that's why I go to schools and younger and talk to younger kids because I want them to know it's, it's okay to feel that way. You know, it doesn't make you a punk or whatever the terms they use these days makes you human. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that insight. And yeah, it's funny because I, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, you know, I'm very, very similar in that, um, I've always loved aggressive sports. You know, I played football, I played hockey, uh, I played lacrosse. I always loved, you know, contact and the physical nature of those sports. It's, (laughs) It's just the best man. Like there's, you know, that adrenaline rush when you're in those situations, uh, and just, you know, it's amazing, but exactly the same way, you know, I think I'd even talked about this in one of my like very first podcasts that I did, like, uh, like a solo episode, given a little bit of background on my story is that one of the things that I noticed is that I didn't, I, I, I didn't resonate with like the, all of the locker room talk and stuff like that. And that for me, it was just a lot of times I ended up feeling kind of awkward and I felt like I didn't quite fit in, not because, you know, I, you know, love hanging out with the guys. I can shoot the shit and, you know, joke around and things like that. But there were, you know, certain things that just didn't feel right to me. And I, as a young man, it confused me because I was like, what's, what's wrong? You know, why, why can I not fit in? Why do I feel so differently? Why am I weak? Or, uh, why do I, you know, 
why do I want to go home and like cry for, you know, for whatever reason or whatever. So I think that's, it is really interesting to, like you said, to have that, to notice that balance. And, um, you know, I hope that, you know, by having conversations like this, we can, uh, stimulate or, or trigger something in, in other men who aren't quite there yet. And, and by no, like, you know, no shame or judgment, like wherever you're at is, you know, that's, you're there for a reason and that's totally fine. But if you can allow yourself to, to let that have a voice, to let that have a presence within you and then just explore that and see, you know, why that's there. What does that have to, to say? What, have, what does it have to add to the situation? Um, and yeah, I think it's really important. I'm glad you, I'm glad you tapped into that conversation. Um, not that I care about, like I put my message out on social media and I leave it to be, I don't care if you like it or love it or nothing. Mm-hmm. Most of it, I'm talking to myself. You know, I'm really like, I'm talking to myself through so putting it out on social media. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. It resonates with it and, and it helps them or they want to talk about it. I always, I invite the conversation. A lot of men don't do that. And I get it because of what you said, but there's no shame. If, if somebody reaches out, like, yo, I'm very authentic with them on why I feel the way I feel. And it doesn't mean there's always, I always detach been the person from the behavior. It's really important to me because like, mm-hmm. I never want to shame or judge anybody because we're all, you said it on one of your li- your last lives. You said we're all just practicing. And I love that. <laughs> I chimed in. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I'm not a guru with this stuff, man. I might, the wheels may fall off tomorrow. And I don't ever want to be put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. When you get put on a pedestal, we do this for our role models and celebrities. And then we get mad when they do something stupid. And like, mm-hmm. oh, human, what do you think they're going to do? Especially with power and money. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, I, I love that. And I love, yeah, like you said, I, I mentioned that in that one live that I did on Instagram, just because I think a lot of times, and you know, I have to check myself, right. As a, as a coach and putting out messaging, a lot of what I have to do is, am I, am I saying that I, I experience these things too? Do I, do I say that I still deal with this? Like, like you said, I don't have it all figured out just because, and I, th- I think this is really, really important for people to understand just because I'm a coach and I'm a good coach. Like I I'm, I'm happy to step into that and own that. But I'm far from perfect. <laughs> and and here's here's the beautiful thing though, is we don't have to have it all together to uplift others and to hold space for others and to allow them to have a genuine authentic experience and to be able to share the tools that we have. Whether we call ourselves a coach or you just, you know, you're showing up on social media the way that you are and you're, you're showing up at schools and like creating messaging like this, like the label doesn't matter. Right. It's more. And I think that's why, you know, we've gotten along so well is because it's, there's a humility to it. Yeah. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I know I'm just a much, as much of a mess as my clients. <laughs> I say it all the time. And it's something I always start out with when I, when I mentor people too, is, yo, I'm, we're pretty close to the same. I might be a little bit more aware. I might have been practicing and working on, on this thing longer, but we're the same. 
And people people resonate with that versus like for me, I haven't I have a post, I haven't posted it yet. I was gonna post it later today, but I'll give it to you. You find that person that's appearing to be perfect, you should run because disaster is coming. It's coming, dude. Yep. I'm more of a I'm all, I'm about progression. I believe in progression. I don't believe in perfection. It's not possible. And so we're, we're, we're flawed humans. We'll always be flawed. We'll always have emotions and ups and downs. But where can we find that healthy balance? Where can we find that that environment like Raleigh Raw? Shout out to them again. You know, where, where you can go unpack, take your mask off. Feel like you're in a room with 50 people, but like like you've known them your whole life. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find. It's, it's hard. To, you said holding space. It's hard to find people that hold space for you without it being about circling back to about it being about them. Like, dude, I don't even like really posting pictures of myself on social. I do it. I fall into it sometimes. Bro, I, I don't, I don't, it's not that important to me. I just want to mm-hmm. be around people and, and jam out like this. I don't know. That's the way, that's, my, that's how I see life. I don't So. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautifully said, man. I, I, I so agree. And I appreciate you sharing that with us too, the, because it's so, it does just fit perfectly with what we're talking about here. And this is the thing. Um, I actually, it's funny. I was just thinking I had a, a, a buddy who I really respect. Uh, he was a coach. Now he's an author and um, I, I attend a monthly book club with him and his wife that, you know, their fiance that they're running and just two incredibly bright people that I respect very much. Uh, and he had posted something basically exactly the same earlier today. And, uh, you know, he listed out, it was like, you know, personal trainer, fitness guru, coach, mentor, like, you know, he listed all these things in the growth space and he's just like, be careful about who you're choosing to follow because of exactly what you just said. And that is if they are putting on the face of somebody who has it all figured out you better beware because that other shoe is going to drop eventually and especially if if there's an ask involved you know every sermon has a has a call to action there's a call to action for something financial and they're acting like it's it's foolproof i'm not spending a dollar on it dude because it can't be yeah yeah and that's you know i think to a lot of what we're talking about here why we're having this conversation and why we gravitate towards similar communities and similarly similar types of people is that the the person that you or I wants to interact with or want to mentor or want to coach is that person who values authenticity that values humanness and I I truly believe that we're we're kind of at a point with social media because we have so much of it now and the space is so saturated with personalities and and you know so much of it being money you know there's co- you know coaches and influencers and all this kind of stuff out there uh I truly believe we're at the place where the the bubble is about to burst so to speak in terms of if you aren't showing up the way that you and I are talking about, if you aren't showing up authentically and, and willing to uh, admit your, your very human side, I, like people are going to start seeing through that because it's just, it's, it's old news at this point, you know, people are over it. And I think we're, we're, you know, we're breaching that and and really going to be flowing into 
a paradigm that is just more human. Like people, people want that people because that's connection. Right. And that's, I think what you're talking about, you know, that's kind of the vibe I get from what you're saying is like, that is true connection at the end of the day. This is we're we're connecting from who we are, not from our stories or, or this, you know, this mask that we're wearing, this, this facade we're trying to keep up. And I think that's um, kind of at the foundation of this. And it's just so important. I think it's important. I mean, obviously financial is important. We all need to, it, it equals freedom. So I get that. I just don't like the transactional space that it brings when I'm talking, when we're talking about a connection, it has to be, it has to be honest and open. I don't want to be transactional. So that means I go from a hundred connections to two. Dude, I'm gonna rock out with those two people. And and that's and if that means that it's just me, I have found a place where I'm very happy and sustained being by myself until the right situation, person, place, or thing come along. I'm just not gonna settle anymore. Life's too short to settle for anything. I love what you said earlier too. We we breezed by a little bit, but there's a lot of people probably watching or will be watching that. They feel like I have to figure it all out before I take that first step. No, actually, you'll never figure it out until you take the first step. Mm. You're going to, you're not going to figure out what's wrong. And there is stuff wrong. You know, you just want to go from A to B. You go from B to C, C to D. When you get to D, you might fall back to B. And then you just start over. It's just a process. And we can't let fear choke us out, man. You never get started. Then you got to deal with the, the most horrible emotion in the world, which is regret. Mm. I wish I would have 10 years ago. Oh man, take the jump. Don't be afraid. You know, I used to be afraid then that if I failed, people would judge me. You know, I was, dude, you're not going to make it. I don't care anymore. And it's like the most freeing thing ever. I'm, I know I'm going to mess up. I'm trying to mess up. <laughs> right. What can I jam up today? And then yeah. start back over tomorrow, man. Fail faster, right? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put my whole bank account on it, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna make some small little things. So that's how I see life, man. Yeah, I I appreciate you sharing that because it's it's just so relevant. You know, that is who I was, I think, and who a lot of the people that are, that kind of come to me looking for, you know, to be in a coaching relationship. That is a big, big part of the struggle for them is really wanting to, they want to have a step-by-step plan. They want to have it laid, laid out for them. They want to, they want to be sure that they're not going to fail or they want to, you know, make sure that people don't judge them too hard. And like, you know, we, we have to kind of, we have to have a talk <laughs> at that point because I'm like, well, here's the thing, you know, you, you get to choose a, to me, this is truly how I feel about it is you can choose a path, a life path of meaning and joy and fulfillment and pain and sadness, or you can choose one of safety and comfort and regret eventually some way, somehow. And that's, I mean, to me, it feels very cut and dry. Um, and it, this is coming from somebody who I was not a risk taker, man. Like I would not do things unless I knew for sure that the outcome would be okay. And the way I live my life now is 100% different. 
And I am so much happier yeah. and I feel so free. The, the anxiety that I used to deal with when I was, you know, a teenager with school and, and especially in college, all that's gone, man. Like, you know, I'm human again, like sure. it's not saying it's eradicated. It still comes up and I still experience it, but it's momentarily. And it's not something that runs my life. And that's, to me, that's the difference is being able to shift into that paradigm. And like you said, it's, I want to fail now because I know that that's informing my next step, the step that I do want to be taking. And so I think a big part of that is just reframing failure, right? Just reframing it into something that, uh, you know, speaking of messaging again, it's like, don't fail. It's bad. It's, it's dangerous. It's this, it's that, like, no, like it's not a, it's not that scary. And yes, you know, you're going to go through painful, difficult times, but as humans, we are very resilient and, uh, you know, we'll push through. You talk about pain and I think we, we, we do everything we can to not feel it. There's a duality in life, no matter what good, good brings bad or bad brings good, positive, negative. They always coexist together at all times. You can't experience them without each other. And so I think, like you said, building that mental uh, resilience to push past pain, that's, that's the win. Because on the other side of that, life begins. So that's the kind of message I give people, man. Like, you don't have to run from everything that's hurt you. You, you got to sit in it. And it is messy. Mm-hmm. That's hurt. You know? But it's like, I got tired of having a 20-bedroom home, but only living in two of those bedrooms. I knew the other 18 bedrooms were dark, but I was going in there. And I'm going to figure out what it is in there. And, and, and I found a lot of, a lot of myself in those rooms, man. And everybody has that in their life, but a lot of us won't tap into those rooms. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to get to the end of my life and, and not know. Yep. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's truly one of the, the, the ways that has helped me frame this from a, a high level is, you know, kind of talking about it earlier too, we, we literally use the word um, living a blueprint life or living by blueprint or living a life of adventure. And to me, I'll choose adventure every step of the way. And, you know, I know I'm going to fall down every once in a while. I know I'm going to, you know, trip on a, a rock's going to fall on me or whatever the hell, but like, but I'm okay with it because, right, I know I can make it through that moment and that the... And here's the thing too, I think that's really, really interesting. If you can really go this far with it is the pain is often, there's meaning in that. There's, there's meaning in going through pain. And it's, so I think a big part, cause like you said, it is, I think a big, big piece of it is again, kind of like with the failure piece, it's reframing our relationship with that stop being so terrified of it and understanding that yes, there's discomfort involved, but it isn't something to avoid at all costs, right? Because then what are the costs? Yeah. I, 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 um, I think one of the, one of the hardest things in life and we can unravel it a little bit is death and, and no one wants to talk about it because it's unknown. We don't know. Like, do I come back as something else? Nobody knows. That's why it's so funny to me when people act like they know about everything. Nobody knows. You haven't experienced it. How can you, you know, but I, I humor people, but I sit with death a lot. 
Then I, I, I really think about grieving and mourning the deaths that I've had in my family and, and not only how I felt over it. I didn't want it to, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to master me. I wanted to be the master of my emotions, but it's hard. You can't, you can't until you experience it. But I, I, I sit with death a lot and it's actually brought so much more life to me because I know it's a reservation. I can't cancel. I know where I'm going. I know where you're going. Right. I can control before that. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And so I don't, I don't give people my power anymore. I'm writing my own story. I took back my pen that I had given to the world for so many years and they wrote my story. And like you said, once, once I got in the story, it's like, yo, I don't like this story. It sucks. <laughs> give me my pen back. I'm, <laughs> I'm rewriting it every day. And we all have the power to do that. If we will, you know, get out of our comfort zones, stop worrying about what other people think, push our push back on our families because our family is always well-intentioned for the most part, for the most part, some not, some are just dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry. I'm sorry. If you're dysfunctional, I'm not dealing with you, even with my family. And I love my family, but um, they're well-intentioned, but, Nobody can tell you the answer to your life. Nobody. So, dude, I don't care. Kids come to me, adults come to me all the time. What should I do? You know what my answer is? I don't know. What do you want to do? I, 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 I used to give so much unsolicited advice. And then I would get mad. They wouldn't do it. Or they would wouldn't fail and come back and blame me. And I'm like, no, no more. What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Go try it. Come back and let me know how it goes. And we'll keep unraveling it together. That's my belief of how you coach or you mentor is you help them find them. I don't want them to be a clone of me and my experiences because it's mm-hmm. not right for them. Yeah, yeah. I, what's funny, I laughed when you said it, is having the answers. And this is something that resonates deeply with me because I always wanted them. always wanted them, always wanted the answers. Uh, And this is, so it's interesting, you know, one of the things that I've learned through working with people, and that's the beautiful thing, by the way, about coaching is that uh, I get to learn quite a bit. And, and I love that. I love that. Um, So thank you to all the clients out there who have helped, helped to teach me over the years. Um, The, the thing that's so interesting is having the answers the people that come to me are are that embody that piece of myself that I was that needed all the answers yeah. and and i you know in hindsight now i see the pain that that causes yeah. and the this need for answers right like i think that's the thing that both you and i are kind of talking around here is like that's uh, like I just I do this motion because I'm just like oh like just like grasping for this answer because I, I need it to feel safe I need it to feel comfortable and if I don't have that thing yeah I can't stay I, like my sense of safety like I feel ungrounded I feel unrooted in in something and and so that's the thing that for me and again talking about process and talking about messy I mean this is something that for me it's been incredibly difficult to let go of over the years. And exactly kind of the, what you mentioned too, is um, when it came to what, you know, what I thought was right and what I thought was wrong and trying to push those beliefs on other people, 
well-intentioned. I'm a, I know I'm a good guy. I got a big heart, but like whether it was well-intentioned or not, uh, what I realized and have, you know, know now is that, um, that there aren't, you know, the world isn't black and white, you know, it's not that simple. There there's, everything's gray and, you know, we could probably have a whole nother podcast worth on this, but just like, you know, I think that's a big, a big issue with the way the world is today is so much of the, the pain and the suffering and the, you know, we just, you know, coming out of election season, we see the sides and there's just both sides, sides, right? Right and wrong, my way, your way. And there's just so much of this black and white. And I, you know, I think the thing that both you and I are kind of talking about here, is just like, it's, it's not that simple and everybody, we all want it to be and understandably so, but I think the, the more that we could embrace a little bit of, Hey, I don't have all the answers or, Hey, maybe you don't have all the answers or, Hey, maybe that guy leading the country doesn't have all the answers regardless of who it is. Right. Like, I don't give a shit who it is. But just understanding, you know, back to what we were saying about the mentor coach thing, who are, you know, understanding that we are all human. (laughs) Get the baseline for that. Think about opens up. If you don't have that baseline or, or, or you want, or you, or your identity is wrapped in that thing, you know, left side, right side, you know, black, white, you know, it's a box. It's a small box. I lived in a small box for 30 years and I, I stepped out of it and I, I, I kicked it and crushed it. Now, now it's like you said, the, I think the answer's been, I could, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. We are the answer. And once we figure that out, you know, it's, it's, it's already in you. You just got to figure it out. And a lot of times it's not going to come, but through experience and failures and exposure and trial and error, being still less social media, more nature, you know, good food. There's so many different, you know, we know the answers. It's just, are you going to be disciplined enough to do it? There's more, there's more answers now than ever. And and we're more obese, for instance, than ever. Right? I, I, no judgment. You know, every body type is okay. But if it's, if it's, if it's killing me sooner, that's not okay. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Totally, totally agree with that and i'm just kind of sitting with what you said which is we are the answer and uh i might i might title that might be the title of this podcast because i i think that's really kind of what we've come full circle to and you know not not needing anything outside of that not from a you know not like a a bullheaded independent standpoint, but from a, we don't need anything outside of that in order to make our existence and our experience. Okay. Or valid or anything like that. Just like you said, and I love this metaphor too. I think it's, you know, it's so fitting is taking back the pen. Like we talked about before owning the pen, not worrying about if your pen isn't as good as the others, (laughs) you know, like, like just being like, this is mine. It might be the, the, you know, the top might be broken off, might be all scratched up or whatever, but finding a way to love that and, and feel the, the character of that and knowing that that is you and 
not needing to create space between that and, and and pretend like you are not that. And I think that's really, that's, that's it. Right. Is because then we can move forward. Then we can move forward. And you said this earlier in the podcast that you focus on yourself and working on yourself. And that's the thing to, to tie it to kind of like what I was just saying too, about myself. I always wanted to change the world by changing others. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and then i realized what a fool's errand that was <laughs> and and so you know you turn that light inward and you start really searching those those corners and you know understanding and embracing the fact that you are the answer and then then you can start taking steps in your life i think yeah i think um i think for for us understanding our value from an inner inner, inner place versus versus exterior or material things because if it's if, it, if your value comes from something outside of you, you're on a hamster's wheel. Going, my car is sitting up front. I, I have a nice car, right? It gets me from here to where I live in North Raleigh. I promise you, if I go outside right now and it, and it's damaged, gone, I don't care. I'll call an insurance company and I'll buy a new car. I, I promise you, on all, there's not too many things in my life that I, I care about. I mean, I don't want to die, right? But I will. But like for the most part, there's not a material thing. I buy my thrift, my shows, my clothes now from thrift shops. So this is a guy who wouldn't, who would never have done that in my childhood. Full circle, bro. I don't care. There's no, there's no, there's no real accepting environments that I go in that cares about what kind of jeans I have on. They care about how I treat them. That's the value. That's the people that I want to celebrate. I don't want to celebrate celebrities, you know, all this stuff because I know behind those highlights is real pain, suffering, the realness. Why, why allow those people who are worth two, three, four hundred million dollars commit suicide? Money's not the answer. The answer mm-hmm. is so understanding that we're a masterpiece, you, I, and every other person on this planet. We're sitting in like this, this art gallery, right? I'm up on the wall right now, my painting, and it looks like me. And then I can see, I can't, you're right there next to me on the wall, mm-hmm. and, and we're talking it out like yo i see you ben i love how you look and you know we're all masterpieces but we're different and so shame on me i'm like hey can hey artist can you get over here and paint me like ben looks it's self-betrayal so i let that that go and life starts at that point very well said man i I totally appreciate that i feel exactly the same way and really that's you know again just kind of coming full circle to what this podcast is about is just, you know, the, the world needs you and you is, you know, you listening to this and it's, it's something that it takes a bit to get to the point where you can truly believe that and, and, and fully realize that. And I had, some, by the way, I had somebody recently on, on social media, uh, another guy that I interviewed or talked to, um, he had shared a little bit about this conversation. And the, the question that I'm about to ask you to finish off the podcast kind of stuck with him and he had shared it. And some of the comments were, oh, well, the, the world doesn't need me or, oh, well, what does the world mean? That's a kind of like a vague topic or like, you know, the literally the world doesn't need me. I could die right now and the world would be fine. And I, I liked, you know, I, I welcomed those, that that perspective to it because really, the, the world is truly just a representation of humanity and, and 
we, you have value. You know, that's essentially what this is saying is you have value intrinsically, exactly the way that you are, exactly like you were just saying, Cornelius, you have value. And that's the thing that I really want people to understand. But I'm going to turn this back to you. Uh, so the, the way that I like to say this is that we all, we all have a superpower or, or we all have a gift. We all have something, right? That something makes us uniquely us. And, um, you know, I was, I was raised to be humble. I think a big part of, you know, the, just my generation in general, um, at least, what I had exposure to was almost a toxic humility. Don't talk about yourself. Don't say anything good. Like you have to be, you know, be so humble that, you know, you're stay quiet basically. Um, and so what I'm realizing at this point in my life and, you know, for myself, I've realized this working with people. Um, I always encourage people that, and that's why I said earlier, I'm a good coach. I'm, I'm happy to own that. I'm not, I'm not arrogant. I don't think I'm perfect. We talked about that. But I know that I can hold space for people. I know that I'm a good person. And so I can own those things and feel good about it and not not come off as an arrogant asshole. And so to you, I just want to pose the question, uh, why does the world need you? Why does the world need Cornelius Kirk? That's a great question. I've never been asked that. And I, I don't know if it needs me, but I'm here. And I'm a person that understands that my purpose is way higher than me. It's way higher than things. It's it's about people. Not too many people have been really believe that we're all connected. We just don't. We live in these subcultures, silos, hot labels, however you want to put it. I don't see it. I, I, we're all connected. And so now I go out in the world and act that movie out. We're all connected. So that's why the world needs me because I, I, I allow people to be themselves no matter who they are, no matter what they've been through. And we need more of that. Because that's when the power, that's when that masterpiece or that pricelessness or that value really can explode. It can't in any other way. So great question. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Love it. I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> and I would say, you know, we, we absolutely need you for exactly who, who you are. Um, but yeah, this has been so much fun. Uh, throw this back to you just for one last thing here. Uh, anything else you wanted to, uh, share with listeners, any, you know, anything you wanted to kind of, uh, capsulate, you know, encapsulate our conversation with anything you want to share here? Yeah, I guess I'll first say thank you again for having me, man. I, I, I don't find myself as special. I'm just being myself and, you know, I'm starting to get paid for being me. And can you, mm. other than that, man, whew, I wouldn't want to win this thing being somebody else, but if there's anybody out there that, you know, Seriously, I think don't give your power away. Many people do that for so long to people who deserves to dictate your life but you, no one. So, I mean, just really embrace it. It's going to be a little messy. It takes a little work, but you're worth it, I, I think. And I don't even know you yet, but I hope I do one day. You're worth it, man. Like, we only, do, we only live one time. Cliche, but true. Yep. Yep. Like you I said, well say, I got to plug my brand. You, you matter. I mean, you guys all know. You there we go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just gonna, I was just going to say too, is there uh where can people find you both to connect with you, learn more about you do uh, what you do and your brand and everything like that. I'll put, I'll put links in the show notes as well, but uh, why don't you tell them? Yeah. I'm on Instagram under you matter today. I'm on Facebook. Um, 
under Cornelius Kirk, and I'm on LinkedIn under You Matter, Twitter, You Matter. Yeah, I'm not on YouTube yet. That's kind of interesting. Probably should get on YouTube. There you go. That's uh, that's that's my new venture for this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation. Really, really, truly appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, yo. Thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below, as well as that of our free Facebook community, where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.